the actual physical move, and I'm talking about the packing, the labeling, the boxing, the lifting, loading, potentially storing, transporting, and doing it all over again in reverse when you get to where you're going. And we've brought in the pro, uh, pro today for our guest, and we'll be talking to later on in the show, Amy Davey. And Amy is the manager of Northumberland Moving uh, Company, Northumberland County Moving Company. So let's get right down to business and look at Snapshot. And Snapshot is a look at today's residential real estate market in Northumberland County. And there have been 157 single-family residential sales over the past month. And that is down sharply from the 180 sales we reported just four weeks ago. We're left with an inventory of 301 residential listings for sale. And the average selling price, the average selling price of successful sales over the past 12 months in our community has increased to a record high of approximately $393,000. On average, what are these uh, homes receiving as a percentage of their asking price? Well, they're getting just over 100% of their asking price in a market time of 39 days. We've never reported anything under 40 days before. Now, even though the market has changed considerably, Northumberland County is still in a seller's market, and a relatively strong seller's market, with an absorption rate of 52%, and that's based on the past month's sales trends. I research these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from List Central. Now, don't go looking for List Central. You won't be able to find it or get into it because it's uh, List Central's the local realtor component of the MLS system. So if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area-specific, specific to the property type you're dealing with and the price band it's in. So talk to your local realtor. They understand the Northumberland market information that's most relevant to you. Today's mortgage rates. A five-year fixed is still as low as 2.44%, and a five-year variable is still as low as 1.9%. And these mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with the Broker Financial Group. And that, folks, is a current snapshot of the residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. And I'd like to just remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed by me, co-hosts, guests of the show, or any of the articles presented do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of the station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, or of any real estate brokerage or any other realtor. They're simply our views and opinions at this time. As I mentioned just at the top of the show today, we're talking about the physical move in the selling and buying process, the packing, labeling, boxing, lifting, loading, etc. And with us in the studio, we have the manager of Northumberland County Moving, Amy Davey. Amy, welcome to Reality Realty again. Thanks, Dale. Uh, it's great to have you here. How, how long has it been since you were here last? I think about a year. Is it? I think it's been more than a year. Is it maybe more? Yeah, it's maybe more than a year, years, yeah. yeah. Well, it's really good to have you. Now, speaking of moving, Amy, Northumberland County uh, Moving has actually moved itself. Yes, we did. Can you tell us a little bit, bit about that move? Sure. We moved uh, to a new facility out on Highway 28. Mm-hmm. 
we moved back in February during our slower season. So we moved to a new space that accommodates us more for storage for our clients. So you have more room for storage there? We sure do. Storage is a big thing, it's isn't it? It's a big it? thing. I mean, I, I think these uh, storage uh, locker places, they're in, they're in good business. I don't think there's many lockers empty. Uh, no, currently in Northumberland, the most self-storage facilities are at capacity. Wow. And, yeah. and even though you're bigger now, would you be at capacity yourself? We are at capacity. Wow. So yeah. um, y- you, you move there and, uh, and the business will come. Right. <laughs> do you have enough land where you're at to build a little bit more? Uh, we do. We yeah. do. It's just speaking with the municipality and um, kind of going through the proper channels to to ensure that there's enough space to to put some more units there yeah so what i mean you're the moving company what did you think of that move (laughs) (laughs) i can tell you it was really well executed (laughs) (laughs) yeah you better say that we're here on the radio yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i'm I'm sure it was i mean uh, yeah there's there's no no doubt about it you had the right equipment and the right facility and and staff and yeah so moving you're you're called northumberland county moving company where do you move are are you just within our county or are you do you move a little bit outside of northumberland county yeah we perform moves all over ontario we also go to quebec as well so if a client is moving from the northumberland area to quebec mm-hmm. the province of quebec we will service that as well okay so so your short distance and long distance moves yes but if somebody's coming uh, from out west, not necessarily, will you go that way? No. Okay. No. So Ontario, Quebec, and, and definitely local. Definitely local. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, today, Amy, we got, we got a little bit of controversial stuff we're going to talk about, don't we? We do. Yeah. We're going to get into a little bit of the industry that maybe... Maybe some people would be afraid to talk about, and and you said absolutely, you have no problems talking about it, and and just like the real estate industry has gone through recently, right. the moving industry has been uh, critically under the spotlight of the media lately, yes. and and people are going to start. Uh, forming their opinions based on these investigative reports, and some of the opinions are going to be um, very uh, well founded, and and some won't be. So, I I'd like to ask Amy, what what do you think would, could be the most common misconception that the general public has about the moving companies or moving industry? Um, perhaps I'd say the biggest misconception is that. All moving companies are similar to one another. Mm. Um, A few bad apples have tarnished the moving industry by grossly inflating their fees at the last minute, refusing to unpack the items until the inflated price is paid. And and so you say grossly inflating the price before it's unpacked. So what happened? Tell me how that happens. So a client would have an expectation based on an estimate provided by that moving company of what their moving costs are going to to look like. Mm-hmm. Upon half of the services being performed, 
the price all of a sudden increases, you know, sometimes 30%, sometimes 50 up to double. And that's not what was negotiated. So the, the client feels really blindsided by that because they, you know, the services that are performed, they expected were estimated properly. Mm-hmm. And, and there's even been, I mean, I saw one, uh, maybe you can help me know where I saw it, but I saw some, uh, something on a news report about, about uh, I think they were long distance movers and it was it was some controversy, and they had investigative reporters like um, you know spy reporters, mm-hmm. and they were they were watching their packages, or they had GPS in some of their packages, whatever. But uh, the trucks were being weighed, and there was there was some questionable conduct going on. Can, do you know much more about that particular? Uh, clip that I saw? Yeah, there was a report done on W5 regarding long distance movers. So long distance movers charge by weight. So the amount of your, the amount your items weigh once they're placed on the truck. Um, So the, the reporters went and they prepared a move. It was about a one bedroom apartment size. Mm -hmm. And they placed um, go Pro cameras, GPS tracking devices in into their shipment. Mm-hmm. They then went online and searched for a mover. So they went to a, a website that provided them with up to sixteen different quotes for move uh, companies that could do the move mm-hmm. in their area. They were going from um, Toronto to Calgary, Alberta, I believe it was, and. So they picked a mover, they obtained a quote online. So without even speaking to someone, they had a price based on what they entered into into the the computer. And I believe the price was around twelve hundred dollars. It was eleven mm-hmm. to twelve hundred dollars. So they had the mover come, load up the items and and deliver them out to Calgary. They were mm-hmm. they were set en route. Um, during that process, the items were weighed, and they came in at a much different weight amount than what the the quote was for. Okay, and and had W five pre weighed all their. I'm sure they yeah. pre weighed all their boxes. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. so these weights were bogus weights then. Right. So they knew how much the shipment weighed. And and for most of us, I mean. I've moved several times and and I've packed the stuff myself. Mm-hmm. I still have no idea what all my stuff would weigh, so right. you you're 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 pretty easy pickings Most as definitely. a victim because if uh if somebody's telling you it weighs x amount of pounds, you're likely just going to believe it. Right. Yeah. And and I do remember something else I think I remember Amy and maybe you can Maybe you you remember a bit about this also, but there was something about they were being paid for time, extra time, extra hours, and the shipment didn't arrive on time. But but um, W five, I guess, because I forgot who who actually did the reporting, but I think it likely was W five that I watched, 
and they realized that their truck and all their goods were just in a parking lot uh, somewhere just sitting. Mm -hmm. And they could have been shipped on time, but they just sat there because then they even, you know, when they saw the GPS um, just sitting there, they drove up and they recognized the trucks there. And and so none of that was reported by the company. Is Am I on to something there that I remember happening? Yes. Yeah. So it, yeah, it wasn't reported by the company. The The company didn't schedule or didn't meet their commitments, but still demanded that they pay X amount of dollars prior to delivery. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, almost like having their items, a lien on their items until until they pay with no verification of the weight. Right. You know, just a a scale ticket, but so, so I mean uh, and and when you say when you say one of the biggest misconceptions are that all companies are the same, right. um this is likely one of the instances that are coming to your mind, right? Right, and that particular company also owns six other companies, moving companies with different names? With different names. Oh, so you you think you're escaping from them and and using one. Right. And you go right to the next one, and it's the same people, same practices. Correct. So at what point, when you're you're not on to this, at what point do you just accept it as being normal? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And and I can see how uh, that that can be really damaging to your industry. Yes. Especially when I'm sure... They're not only yourself, but there are other good moving companies out there in Canada just doing the right thing. There most certainly is. Um, when W5 actually went to to look at their, their physical office, their address, they were actually shoppers drug marts. So they didn't even have actual no. offices, no. office space. Everything was conducted online. Well, and and I guess, I mean, online is beautiful. It, right. it it really helps us out, and I'm yes. sure I'm sure you your company even uses online to a degree. I, I mean, I looked at yes. your website last night, mm-hmm. uh, really good website, lots of great information there. But it, it's also a, a vehicle that can be misused. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, you can look big mm-hmm. and not be big. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well. So somebody you mentioned, you know. Going to a site and seeing up to so many, 16, I think you said, companies, um, people could go on Kijiji and okay. just look for a moving company and maybe maybe find somebody paying like 50 bucks an hour or something right. to move. What would you say to people that are thinking that they're going to find their movers in, in that fashion? I think just like any service industry, um, the price reflects the quality of service that you're going to receive. Um, it's like walking into a, a Hyundai dealership and, and driving away in a Mercedes. It's it's just not an option. They're going to be different vehicles. They're going to be different vehicles. Not to knock the Hyundai, though. Absolutely not. It's a great vehicle. <laughs> um, no, but the, they're... You would expect different vehicles. You would expect different. You know, it's yeah. it's a different level of, of service. Mm-hmm. Um in order to properly, just from, from my perspective, in order to properly maintain all of your equipment, um, mm-hmm. have the proper tools for moving and the inventory required, um, 
to pay your employees, your your liability insurance, your WSIB, um, the list goes on. $50 an hour is, is not going to, to cover that cost. And that's those are the kinds of things that you, you need to, to run a moving company professionally and properly. And uh, so I'm just going to think out loud here, which, sure. which occasionally has been dangerous <laughs> in the past. But I'm, I'm just thinking um, uh, the movers, the actual people that mm-hmm. are working for you, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're out there. They're, the, they're like the ambassadors for you. Absolutely. You, know, you, you get to talk to the people on the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe they even come right into your uh, office headquarters and talk. But they're such a big part of that move. And, and I would think that those people can make or break the move. So when you talk about, you know, paying, paying people um, a proper salary, uh, having them um, WSIB, you know, um, uh, signed up for WSIB mm-hmm. and, and all of those expenses, I would imagine it's uh, much easier to, to find and, and retain the good workers. Correct. Although, even though it might be easier, I bet you it's still <laughs> tough, right? It's tough. Yeah. It's a tough industry. It's a very physical position. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of preparation that goes into becoming a mover. There's, um, you know, things that you need to learn, safe lifting techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to change your, your lifestyle almost. You have to really maintain your health. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's important to, to make sure that as a company, we are ensuring that if something happens to our employees, they are compensated properly. Mm-hmm. Well, Amy, we're going to take a break right now. So folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland, 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Uh, join us after this break and we'll continue to probe deeper into some of the controversial aspects and some of the good aspects <laughs> of the moving industry. Don't go away. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty. I'm Dale Bryant, and our guest today is the manager of Northumberland County Moving, Amy Davy. And Amy, before the break, before the break, we were talking a little bit about um, some controversial uh, uh, reporting, investigative reporting, and in specific, the W five report where uh, moving companies had had misled their clients and and overcharged them, charged them for things that uh, that didn't even exist. We're talking about how to choose uh, a good moving company and 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 w- really what it takes to have uh, have a, a legitimate company that that provides good services and and the costs involved and and the, and there's a lot of costs involved that make up the uh the per hour rate you could be spending on on a move um one of the things interesting and once again like the last one with the investigative reporting i related it to the realtors because we've been under the same scrutiny with those investigative reports and we haven't looked very good either right. but the 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 good news is that's not the entire industry that there's a lot of good in the industry unfortunately 
uh, there's bad in there too. So, so as a consumer, you you need to have your eyes wide open, and you need to do your own homework in in choosing the right realtor, right real estate brokerage, the right mover. Um, now, the other part of it here is uh, I want to talk a little bit about your industry, the moving industry, being regulated, and 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 I'll parallel that to the home inspection industry. Now, that hasn't. Um, that hasn't been regulated in the past, and and I can't remember how far along with readings and and they've got um, for making it regulated and bringing in CSA um, uh, guidelines, but uh, they're they're well on their way. and And so, is it true the the moving industry is not regulated? Unfortunately, Dale, it's not. And and what do you think about that? I th- I think that. It should be regulated. Mm-hmm. Um, I strongly agree in, with the consumers in way of regulation to ensure that all companies are conducting business fairly. Mm-hmm. I think there needs to be um, accountability, accountability on on the moving company's part for for rates um, estimates. I think they should require certification. And adhere to certain guidelines. So certification of the actual company. Correct. And maybe even the employees. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you're going into to to a client's home. You're entrusted with all of their possessions. I think there needs to be some accountability there. So, uh, what if if you were on the board right. and you were implementing the regulations that would be uh, implemented? I mean, let's and and who knows? Maybe maybe the, maybe they'll never be regulated in our lifetime. And maybe right. the, do they talk about it? Is there talk in your industry about regulation? There is talk among um, the larger companies mm-hmm. um, that the industry does need to be regulated. There is a certain guideline that's been set out by the larger companies that you know, a, a good mover will follow. Right. Uh, but but they don't have to. That's right. It, it's uh, They choose. So And that's why you get these sort of uh, rogue right. um, moving companies, the fly-by-nights that yes. just do it part-time, and, and that's where it's very questionable whether you're going to be a happy uh, person right. at the end of that move. So So let's say it's being regulated. And and they have they have summoned Amy Davy to be on the board to decide what regulations would take place. What what would your what would your um, advice be for regulating? I think that first and foremost there would be a standard rate guide um, mm-hmm. based on what it costs to to properly run a moving company. I think that all moving companies' rates should should reflect that. I think that there should be verification that all of these important um, important costs are are being maintained. So the cost of the cost of health and safety, right? W- would you say, and yeah. things like WSIB, correct? Um, proper liability equipment. insurance. Um, so, pr- yeah, liability insurance. One of the things I'm just thinking of, it just came to my mind about equipment. Do your movers, do your movers just 
grab everything with their hands and and it's it's two guys and or one guy and or are they using some ergonomic equipment at times to help them with a move they most definitely are um they use two-wheel dollies four-wheel dollies um we have piano specialized piano equipment to relieve some of the weight off of off of the worker Mm -hmm. and and does that involve like uh nylon strapping like slings and stuff that would go over your shoulders and around your back sort of thing um no we don't use that that type of equipment um the nylon straps would go over your arms right so so tell me why you don't (laughs) use that stuff um because once you start using it you become dependent on it okay and just based on on other experiences and mm-hmm. based on reviews, um, it, it actually does more damage in the long run. Okay. Well, you, uh, you know, I, I, I got to put my hand and confess. I just, <laughs> I just months ago bought some because now, now and again, Carolyn and I want to move something in the house. Right. Just, you know, maybe we're moving at five feet or 12 feet or something. And right. we just want to move a cabinet somewhere in, you know what? We're not spring chickens anymore. So <laughs> I, I bought some of those straps, and and they actually really worked well. So okay. So unless it it, I think they're good for oldies. I think they're good for <laughs> occasional use. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For that, just want to move a few things. Right now, other other regulations. Um, what about training? Is is uh is training something that exists for for moving uh in the moving industry? Um, training is something that currently isn't widely available. Okay. The Canadian Association of Movers has a training program. Um, you need to be a member of their association in order to to have access to that training module. Okay. Yeah. Um, most moving companies will train their employees. You know, they'll have a manager that train their employees in proper lifting and in-house in-house, in-house training. Yes. Yes. And I would imagine you want it, that documented pretty pretty well so that yes. if something happens, that at least the people have received their training and there's record of it. Correct. I, I think there should be certification. Mm-hmm. I think that um, there should be training tools available to to all moving companies, especially new proper lifting techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that that comes up in the industry that we can share across the board is is far more beneficial to to the employee what about um if if the industry was to be regulated uh police checks absolutely and and so would would your company have police would everybody have a police check yes and but would you would you think that's the case in some of these small fly-by-nights it's most certainly not it's no. no so so yeah you're you're taking you you might look at that fifty dollar an hour uh, kijiji ad and mm-hmm. and maybe you're not getting any certification maybe the equipment isn't even being maintained um and that could be that could be detrimental to um, the ha- the house and the property that they're moving uh, likely no training's been involved police checks there's no guarantee anybody's had to do a police check because it's not regulated. Right. You just can hang up your shingle and say, I'm a mover now. That's right. Rent a U-Haul and just right. and just start moving, right? Right. And and uh and my goodness, it's so easy to have a good web presence. Oh, it's it's so easy. 
you know, and you can do it on your own and have something that looks like your, you know, your your company is listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange, but it's right. <laughs> it's not. Um, how about um, and and then you said you know fees and insurance, so so all of those would be great ideas if if the industry would be regulated, and that sounds very similar to what I hear. Um, uh, home inspectors talk about right. legitimate home inspectors. Right. They, they they just look forward yes. to regulation. They look forward to having the standards raised to where they already are. That's that's exactly how we feel as well. Yeah, we we really want to encourage um, those guidelines and and procedures to be followed across the board and mm-hmm. and to get you know penalties for for breaching those rules and regulations. Well, if it becomes regulated and it becomes law, right? Then it's th- that would be breaking the law to to otherwise, and right. so yeah, it, I mean, it, it will definitely, uh, if, if that was ever to happen, it and and in the home inspection industry, I mean, the people that aren't adhering to that, they either have a chance to become honest Correct. and and to raise uh the to raise their standards or or leave or leave exactly mm-hmm. yeah. and i think that needs to happen in the the moving industry as well so w- we've talked about costs and we've talked about costs being unfair at the end you know and 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 some movers taking advantage of of clients and and raising the price um what how how do you determine uh, at your company Amy the cost of a move so each move presents its own unique circumstances mm-hmm. um on a a typical move we have a an industry standard guideline that we follow so that's our our base guideline that i should first of all um first off mention that our moves go by the hour they don't go by weight so as a company, you have an option to go by weight or by the hour. Correct. Okay. And we chose to go by the hour. We want our consumers to have the most fair price possible, but we also want them to have some control during the move. So control over time. So does that mean whether they want to participate <coughs> more and do more packing or? Absolutely. Okay. So if they want to be completely prepared and, and pack themselves, then they're they're reducing the cost of their move prior to the move even even starting. So. But increasing their own personal liability, right? Right. Correct. Because I mean my goodness, I'm not in the moving industry, but I can just imagine I don't want to be liable for breakage of things in boxes that I never was able to pack. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't know how that got packed. Right. Okay, so so then you're you're judging it by hour. What right. what would you charge per hour, or, um, or or like how does it go? Right. So the when determining move costs, um, there's many factors that come into play. Mm-hmm. So the season, right. the size of the truck, the crew size, mm-hmm. um, access to the home. Oh, some are not good. <laughs> right. I know. I know by showing these homes. <laughs> right. Right. Some some are this windy stone stairway Correct. to get to a door, yeah. and then you immediately have to turn a sharp left or right. And right. <laughs> yeah. And almost everything's in the basement. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. You know, so it it depends on the location of the items. Depends on how 
heavy your items are. So how many men are going to take to move certain pieces from mm -hmm. from your home? Um, so the, a lot of factors come into play. It's it's very very difficult to in to speak with a client over the phone for a larger move and and determine a cost. So when clients call into our office, we give them an industry standard mm -hmm. based on the square footage of their home. So by way of experience, we've been able to establish a general guideline based on how many square feet you have. You can only fit so many items into mm -hmm. so, mu so much square yeah. footage. Provided you're not a hoarder. Provided you're not a hoarder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we also ask them a, a range of questions. You know, so we really get into detail. The, the quote over the phone itself takes about 15 to 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So asking them if they have appliances, a piano, um, you know, s canoes, things like that, um, gardening equipment, but gardening equipment or lawnmowers, you know, a riding lawnmower or a push mower. So all those things come into play. Generally, I sorry. Go oh, go, no, no, go ahead, Amy. Um, we have anything, we have a general rule, anything over 1,500 square feet, mm -hmm. we'd like to go out and visit the client. Okay, because then too many factors could come into play. Absolutely. So that would be a visual estimate then. Correct. As opposed to over the phone questions. Correct. Okay. And uh, now we've, we've talked about like nefarious sort of <laughs> movers and how they're um, artificially adding fees right. that are near the end of the move. But fees, fees can be added because things things do fluctuate depending on unknown factors so if somebody did have that over the phone conversation and you went through the 15 20 minutes of questions i mean it still could be legitimate that things are different correct at the end of the move um you you mentioned earlier about some of these companies that they might and I forget the percentages. I think you were just, you know, examples out of your head, but you were saying they could be charging 30, 40, 50% more than the original estimate. Um, th I understand there's there's existing laws. Even though you're, we're not regulated, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's an existing law saying there's a limit to what you could be over the original estimate, isn't there? Yes. Under the Consumer Protection Act, um, our industry has to be within 10%. So if, if the estimate is just done completely wrong. Right. Due to, due to somebody not asking the right questions or somebody not giving the right answers. Right. The most uh, a company lawfully can charge above that estimate is 10% more. Providing they have valid reasons. Provide, yeah, bef yeah, and they can't even have any more unless there's valid reasons. Right. Do you ever run into a situation where you actually do the move and, you, and it's less? All the time. So, so don't be afraid, folks, right. of, of a respected moving company because you might find out it's even less. I would imagine you try to maybe, you know, under-promise and over-deliver to yes. a degree. Yes, my, my general rule is to overestimate. Yeah, and you're going to have people a lot happier in the end right. doing that. Now, there's, there's something about 
you know, because I do a little research before these shows. <laughs> There's something about a binding estimate and a non-binding estimate. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So a binding estimate is a, an agreement made in advance with the mover that guarantees the total cost of the move based on the, the quality of hours and service um, shown on the estimate. Mm-hmm. So it guarantees that the that is going to be the moving costs. Whether it takes them more time or less time, that's a price that's set beforehand. Because some people just want to know for sure it's this and this only. Right. So would you would you absolutely go out and look at the move on a binding estimate? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I'd also take an inventory as well. R- like with pictures. Absolutely. And notes. Yeah. And and so so that's a binding estimate. So if you just really need to know the bottom dollar for sure, yes, uh, you're going to be coming out and looking at the move, taking notes of the inventory, so nothing else gets slipped in afterwards. Right. And and then the non-binding estimates, the one we've been talking about yes. for most of the show, where uh, you know your per hour w- right. rate, and uh, and it could fluctuate at the end up or down. Correct. Is there a 10% limit on the way down? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not so much. No. Um, in, in my reading, I read something about bill, uh, bill of landing. Lading. Lading. Bill yeah. of lading. What is that? So a bill of lading is a document used in, um, for most moving companies. It's a, it's a transportation document. It's a legal binding document. So your bill of lading is is a a document that the mover has to have when traveling with your goods. Mm -hmm. So once you sign that, it's your final contract. You can sign an estimate. um, You can be bound by an estimate, but your bill of lading is the estimate or the bill that you receive on move day that should list everything that you have on your estimate. So the rates should reflect what's on your estimate once you sign that document you are allowing the mover to take possession of your goods so you sign that prior to anything being packed even yes okay and and at the end where does this is this bill of lading instrumental anywhere else uh throughout the process so at the end of the move Mm -hmm. you're signing it again receipt of delivery of the goods so you're signing that document saying that, yes, I did receive my items. Okay. All right. Well, Amy, we're, we're ready for our last and final break. And, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland, 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break, and we'll continue to talk about the moving industry. Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland, 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guest today is Amy Davey. Amy is a repeat guest with us here on Reality Realty, and she manages Northumberland County Moving Company on County Road 28 in Port Hope. So, Amy, before the break, what were we talking about before the break? Oh, we were talking about... um, how you price moves and and you were mentioning that you do it per hour and we talked about some specific things um as far as um the bill of lading 
is the last thing we talked about there, an important document in the move process. And insurance. We, we've talked a little bit about insurances, like a WSIB insurance that you have for your employees. Um, but there's other insurance that you carry as well, isn't there? Yes. And what, what would that be? So it's a very key question when choosing a mover, asking about what kind of insurance protection the client is going to receive in the event of a loss or damage. So you need to be really well aware of that beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, The legal liability in Canada for moving companies is a coverage of 60 cents per pound per article in the event of loss or damage. Okay, so those poundages can't just accumulate in multiple uh, um, articles. They have to be within themselves. Right. Okay. And uh, and so so that insurance helps to what it helps to if if there was to be damage then to an item then it would help for repair or replacement is yeah. that it so towards the cost of pa- uh, repair or, or replacement of the item um, movers don't have licenses to sell insurance so mm-hmm. any protection over and above the legal liability is actually at the discretion of each to each separate moving company. Okay. And uh, what have you folks chosen to do with that? So we've chosen to offer two different levels of of transit protection. Mm -hmm. So the first level is five pounds per, or five dollars per pound per article. Big difference in 60 cents. Because we feel that that is actually a protection that is going to give you some reimbursement in the event of of loss or or damage. Mm -hmm. The next level up from that is $10 per pound per article in the event of loss or damage. So again, that will also offer a protection over and above the the legal liability. And I guess it, it just depends on what type of items you're having moved and and the quality of those items which one you would pick that's right and that's one of the questions that we we ask when quoting Mm -hmm. so we we go over with the client we say to them you know what's your current the amount on your current um, contents policy for homeowners most homeowners have contents insurance and they've placed a valuation on on their items so that will gauge an idea of of where we need to to be for for the transit protection and uh, i have a confession amy i have a (laughs) confession you know we're talking about damage on articles and i haven't moved for some time but i've done a lot of moves in my day and i move myself every time i move (laughs) myself i had family and friends help me and honestly, I thought I, I did it because I thought that I would be more careful with my stuff right. than any mover would be, that I would take precautions that that I knew. And there wasn't a move that I didn't have without damaging my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of those moves, I realized that I had not accomplished my goal. Right. But but yet I was I was I was stubborn because the next move, I thought I'd learned my lesson. <laughs> and then the, and then I would move again and more damage. And some of it was really bad damage. Right. Like it made the item useless and, and they weren't, <laughs> that wasn't my goal. So no. 
I mean, I know. I know I'm not the only person that thinks like that. No. But I was so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I've said that before on this show too, because I've just been very, very sorry at the end of every move <laughs> that I move myself. And, and I, I know I will not move myself again. <laughs> I absolutely know. So responsibilities. Right. We, we talked a lot about the responsibilities of a reputable moving company. What about the responsibilities of the consumer before, during, and after a move? The, the consumer plays a huge impact in the time that it's going to take to perform their move. Um, the, the packing, the preparation, the little things. Um, on our website, there is a really great guideline to follow that provides you um, with planning six weeks before your move. So it breaks it down each week uh, how you can be best packed and prepared for your move. That's if the mover isn't packing for you. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you've chosen to self-pack to, to make the move as economical as possible. Right. And, and I mean, a, a, few, a few options there. You pack yourself, but then you're responsible. Right. Or you, you get um, your company to pack for, for them. And then there's um, and Catherine Gissing uh, from Sage Relocation Services. She she's often a, a co-host here, and and actually I thank Catherine because she she um, helped me to produce today's show and, and bring you in as a guest again, Amy. And and her company can help as well if if you're already using um, a relocation company. So absolutely, there's a number of ways to do that. And then if you were to actually pack yourself, then you would ensure. The uh, your responsibility for insuring would be greater than yes yeah yes so it it, w- it would absolutely make some sense so and I guess the people have to ask the right questions too right they do uh, I mean generally when I I speak with a client I I gauge an overall idea of what it is that they they are looking to accomplish mm-hmm. uh, most of them just want to have a stress free move mm-hmm. so how can I help them get there. Yeah. You know, do I need to refer them to to um, organizations like Catherine's? Mm-hmm. Do they need that uh, that extra assistance? Then that's something that that I can provide to them. Uh, do they need us to come in and and pack because they're on a, a tight timeline? Mm-hmm. Do they want to be cost effective and try and pack themselves and co- and be confident that they're going to be properly prepared? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. What else was I going to ask you? Okay, so we've talked about a number of things um, to be aware of, issues that can crop up. So what's what's the best advice, Amy, you can give someone, uh, they're looking at a, a move in the future, what's your best advice for finding, for finding the right moving company and moving services? I think the, the best advice I can give is, is ask your friends, your family, your neighbor, your realtor, um, ask around and, and see based on their experience or the experience of people they know what companies are, are trustworthy and reputable in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say don't believe everything you see online. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's easy enough to put whatever you want to say online, online. That's right. And and things like checking for, uh, like you said, uh, any is are people certified in any sort of way right. and are they insured properly absolutely uh, yeah really really good questions for people to ask before they commit to a mover um 
Now, your company, Northumberland County Moving, they're playing a, a proactive role in elevating the standards and service in the moving industry. Can you tell us about w- any of the any of the items that you folks are doing within house? So, within house, we're constantly training. We're constantly learning and growing. We um, we make sure to always be on top of the the standards for the Ministry of Transportation, as well as the health and safety standards for our employees. So the expectations of us as an employer. Um, we've recently taken some materials that were provided to us by the the WSIB for for healthy eating. Um, mm. So health health plays a big factor in in the the stamina of your employees and and um also we're looking at um the Canadian professional mover certificate so we're currently looking to design something in house and working with with some other contacts in the industry to mm-hmm. to provide a certification um offered by our company and what about the you know i i didn't think of this until now but you just mentioned you know transportation right even the driving yeah safe driving of a um, mover is there is there is there anything extra that uh, like can can i just say hey amy i could use a job i want to be the driver no <laughs> <laughs> okay no what so are you looking for proper licensing mm-hmm. clean drivers abstracts that's a, a requirement prior to acceptance of of a job at northumberland county moving um safe driving courses dangerous driving courses winter driving okay yeah so i I would have preferred that you not said no but said (laughs) said maybe because you sort of made like there's no way i could have done that stuff i think it's because i know you don't have your diesel license (laughs) still (laughs) okay all right i'll try not to take it personal thank you (laughs) okay well amy a really good show today we're we're actually right at the end of the show already they whip by super fast don't they they do uh if somebody wants to get in touch with you, they got to move in the future, and they they want to contact you. What's the best way that they can contact you? So they can come down to our new location, four zero four one Highway twenty eight in Port Hope. Um, come down, speak with us in person. If that's not uh, feasible, then they can give us a call at nine zero five three seven three four six six eight. So, folks, if you have a move in the future, contact Amy. Get the job done right. Get it done safely. Protect your belongings. And, my goodness, you've already been through enough in the whole (laughs) real estate transaction. Just uh, stop the stress and and contact the pros. And, and Amy, thank you so much for having uh, uh, the time, setting the time out for this show. Love having you back. Um, good information and and thanks for being brave enough to take on some of the the controversial um, right. issues that have surround that that have been highlighted within your industry and I'm sure you've no you've been aware of these uh, issues all along. It's just a show like that um, highlighted them to the public. Very much so. Yeah, and folks, if you have any questions or comments about today's show. Or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant 
or call into the radio station at 905-372-2391 and leave me a message. And once again, a big thanks to Amy Davey for joining us today. And don't forget to join me, Dale Bryant. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. Join me next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks.